The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live on the Autism Network in the month of April. Uh, we're here all the time. We're just extra in the month of April and extra. Today is really fabulous and fantastic. We're welcoming back to the show for the first time in a long time, Holly Robinson Pete. I know I got emotional when we went to start the show and Traven put the card up and the picture of her in the Hallmark movie. I got a little beclamped. What can I tell you? Uh, because I got a lot verklempt during while, while I was watching it. So hopefully we're going to get a chance to talk with her about that. She's going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes here. I, I want to start out by saying that we are so thrilled that Holly had the time to do this. We are pre-recording this episode, but we are debuting it right now on April 6th. So if you're watching on April 6th, this is the first time we're showing it in public. And we really want to thank Holly for being willing to pre-tape this episode. Uh, I'm watching this live with you right now. So the chat is open. You can be talking with me if you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. I'm here live with you, but I'm in the middle of a medical test that's like a 24-hour uh, blood pressure test. So I am laying on my bed watching with you. And it was so nice of Holly. She's going to be filming uh, at the time that this will air, but she was nice enough to do it ahead of time so that we would have something fun to play on the day when I'm having my blood pressure test. Because every once in a while, you got to do these tests, you know, and we don't want to put this on hold. So uh, excited to to be here uh, with her. I want to make sure that everybody knows right now, you can be writing in in the chat, whether it's on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. As I said, I'm watching with you live, and we will make sure that we send all of your comments off to Holly. So if you have questions or comments for her, Holly's very active on Twitter. We will put them all together for her and send them off to her so that she'll have the opportunity to see them. So please feel free to comment um, for Holly so that she feels your love too. Also want to remind you that the show will be available as a podcast later on today. We are the number one rated autism podcast We're for the second year in a row. We're thrilled and excited to be that. And that's because of you guys, because you've liked us, you've shared us, you've commented, you reviewed us on, on iTunes, you've participated. And that for me is the warmest thing in the world. This is why we do the show because we want to do this here together with you guys. So we're going to have Holly with us in just a second. I want you guys to sit tight. You can start writing in on the chat. We've got uh, some brief messages for you from new sponsors, and then we're going to be right back with Holly Robinson Pete. Stick with us. My Z Pod, it helps me sleep. It's easier for an autistic person to sleep in there. A Z Pod helps me sleep better. So, Z Pod allows for complete control of your sleep environment. The big idea is how do we help people sleep better? I'm George Bailey, and I'm the president of Z-Pods. My name is Jeff Wade, and I am one of the co-founders of Z-Pods. I like that I can close the Z-Pod and that it's around me so nothing can come in there. Micah is 10. She was staying up for like three days at a time. We tried weighted blankets, melatonin. We've tried a sleep study because we thought she had sleep apnea. My experience with the Z-Pod has been wonderful. Micah's sleep has changed tremendously. I'm getting more sleep 
because she's getting sleep. Because of her autism diagnosis and her schizophrenia diagnosis. She was up all night. And I wasn't doing well in school. I used to sleep in the closet. That was the only place that she was feeling comfortable at the time. Since she started with the Z-Pod, her sleeping has improved. The first night, she was in bed, on time, and asleep. My son, Juden, he's neurotypical. It takes him two hours to get to bed at night. But with Z-Pod, it's completely transformed his sleeping. With Joseph, he's autistic. He's very high energy, high anxiety. Joseph would just bounce around his room all the time at night. Joseph has been using his bed now for almost two years. It has become like a real nook for him, just a place where he just feels restored. Helped him decompress, helped him wind down. Read in my Z-Pod, I play games in my Z-Pod. Now that he's sleeping better, I think that all of us are sleeping better. We have taken all of the suggestions that we've received from parents about how we can improve this technology. And we've put together a really exciting new bed that we're gonna be releasing onto the market. So we've partnered with a local manufacturer who's invested into Z-Pod. We've got speakers in the new Z-Pods that will allow you to play nature tracks or meditation tracks. We're going to be creating what we call a sleepscape where the sleep environment changes according to your individual preference. What we want to do is we want to give a name to sleep that gets kids excited to do this thing that is critical to their health. I could recommend it to good people. Have you ever slept in the Z-Pod? Welcome back to Autism Live. My face already hurts because look who we have here. The fabulous, the beautiful, the talented Holly Robinson Pete. I will tell you, she is one of the nicest people in the entertainment industry. And I know this from having been at lots of events where I've had the pleasure of getting her to see her be a human in an element that no one can be human in, but she is. She has a career that has spanned more than 40 years. Of course, we all, well, you might have come to know her from Sesame Street, where her father was a legend on Sesame Street, but then her real career started with shows like 21 Jump Street, Hanging with Mr. Coop. I mean, so many TV programs that she's been on over the years. I think, did I read somewhere, Holly, that you have four TV shows that you were in that made it to syndication, which is like a, a rarity in the world I, of entertainment? It is a rarity. I mean, if I'm cheating, then I'd add shows that I've recurred on, which would add Mike and Molly and uh, oh, American Housewife. American Housewife, I mean. Or SUV. So all these shows that I've been on have been... Yeah, it's been really cool. They've been shows that have gone deep into syndication. But as far as me actually being a regular on a show, yeah, there there are four total. That's amazing. And then, of course, for those those of you who know, you know that I'm a ginormous Hallmark fan. She has an entire other career on the Hallmark Channel that absolutely just lays me out. This <laughs> last year, I, we're going to talk about this this last movie, Our Christmas Journey, which. I didn't know till the other day that there was another name while it was in pre-production uh, called Our Christmas Bond. And I want to talk about why that got changed because I sort of love that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also love The Christmas Doctor. I cried so hard in a moment of reveal at Christmas Doctor that my husband was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to breathe again. That's just <laughs> the thing. 
And of course, then, then, you know, and as a regular on the Christmas and evergreens, I mean, don't even get me started. Okay. Um, so good. So good. And, and then there's the whole, uh, uh, morning show mysteries that you are the, the amazing lead of, which is absolutely fabulous. Then if we venture over to your family life, of course, 26 years, 27 years married to your, to one man. (laughs) I mean, that's, that in and of itself is amazing. But the fact that you're in the entertainment industry, he's in the sports world, uh, remarkable Four beautiful children in this marriage that like, you know, how, how amazing is that? You've been a shining light to so many people in so many communities, but of course the autism community. Um, you were one of my shining lights early on because on the day that I was like, what on earth am I going to do? And I turned on Oprah and there you were talking to me, helping me get myself together. You've published so many books. Um, some having to do with autism, um, some not having to do with autism. I understand that there is a new book. We really promote the My Brother Charlie series here on the show. For anybody who has siblings and, and you have questions, you know, I always t- tell you, go do My Brother Charlie. If you've got teens, there's uh, Same But Different, Teen Life on the Autism Express. And now this summer, uh, Charlie Makes a Splash is coming out. I want to hear about that. Um, my goodness. But then, then if we get into the charity arm of things, you have the Holly Rod Foundation, which you started in honor of your father and, um, and Parkinson's and then added autism to your mission. And you've got a bunch of things coming up that we want to talk about for that. Holly, I'm exhausted. How do you have time? <laughs> I'm talking about it and I'm exhausted. How do you have time to lead this life, first of all? And how do you look so good because you look like you're 27. It's not fair. What's going on with well, that? Well, I have a fantastic, um, glamorous team that follows me. I have great hair, makeup people. I got this love ring light that takes about 10 years off of you. Um, I have the same ring light. It's not taking 10 years off. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Your skin <laughs> looks not. amazing, by the way, the Shannon. Eye, but, it's, a filter. Um, it's, it's so, it's, it's, it's a real blessing, you know, just to be able to work at, at this age. I mean, you know, I'm going to be, I'm 57. I'm in, you know, and it's just awesome to be able to work. That's, I was talking to a couple of my girlfriends recently. We talked about, you know, how if we, when we were in our, you know, thirties and twenties, we were like, oh gosh, we're 40 and 50. No one's going to hire us. So, so now that we're in our fifties and when I went to my girlfriend's party the other day, she just turned 65 and she's working more now than she ever has. So Things have changed a little bit. That's a good sign in the business. Um, but as far as, you know, handling all of it and juggling it all, it's just like there's never really any balance. I mean, at, at any given moment, I'm just, a you know, a hot mom, dog mom mess. I mean, with dogs and the kids and who are now adults and all the things I got going. I mean, the kids, they laugh at me because I'm running around in sweats and, and, and doing my thing. Um, but I... Probably would say the coolest thing is for me is just really having a, a really supportive team of people around me that support all the things I do. And then that just makes it easier to get something, to go down that list and check all the boxes. Well, you are amazing and you're an inspiration. Let's check in first with how is everybody in the family? How's everybody doing? Everybody is great. It's a really interesting transitional time uh, for all of us. Um, 
uh, starting from the top, um, 24 year old, the twins are 24. Oh, stop. I know. I can't even. They're 24. Um, RJ is at spring training right now working with the Dodgers. It's been the dream job of life that they hired him and shout out to the Dodgers and we'll always give love to for hiring inclusively and giving RJ this amazing lifetime job because he will never leave this job. Do you understand? Like this is like these, these spots do not open up. It's just, <laughs> there's no turnover over there. So he's awesome. He loves it. He's got really supportive people around him um, that when he does have some issues, they, they are right there for him. So dream job. Amazing. His twin sister graduated from NYU and she's been working in New York city and um, she's, she's um, trying to, you know, find her way, figure out what it is she she's doing and wants to do um, still singing and songwriting, but, but, but just mainly, you know, nine to five in it, that post-college nine to five. Wow. Yeah. What did she major in? She majored in music and oh, wow. um, she got a, a master of fine arts in recorded music. Um, wow. The way around a recording studio and all that stuff. Um, and then the middle boy Robinson just moved to Japan five days ago. He has always had a dream since he started watching anime when he was younger that he would go to Japan and live there. Um, or during 2020, when we were all on top of each other in this house, um, he found a teacher in Osaka. And he, like you and I are talking, he did four hours a week of Japanese. And when he like emerged from this, you know, pandemic, or the, the hardest part at the beginning, um, his Japanese was just amazing. So he waited for Japan to open. They finally reopened for students, not open for tourists yet. That would be me. Um, and we shipped them off uh, last Thursday. So How that are was you handling that, mom. Oh my God, I cried like a baby at that airport. I was just like, why can't they open? Because I had a dream. I was going to take him and get him settled yeah. and all that. But you know what? Learning, you know, learning moments for him. It's really cool. So he's, very happy there. So far, so good. Got into his apartment and he will start classes April 6th. And wow. he's, learning, he's learning Japanese there. And then the little guy, little guy, he's a full head taller than me. <laughs> he's 17 and he's a junior in high school. And uh, um, so there's still a kid here. And then, um, and that's it. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing how fast these guys just is so now, so he's a, did you say he's a junior or a senior in high school? He's a junior in high school. He'd be a senior okay. next in September. Yeah. Well, thank goodness that hopefully he's going to get to do it in person. Right. Uh, cause it's been wonkinator. Yes, it has. It has insane, but he's been, he's there in person now. And so hopefully that'll stay that way. And he much prefers that being with his friends and all of that. So fingers crossed that it'll stay that way. And Rodney's good. And your mom's good. Rodney's good. He's he's working on the radio in Los Angeles. He does a very popular radio show locally here called Lunchtime with Rogan and Rodney with with Fred Rogan, who's a local, very popular news sportscaster. And so they have a very a cool, cool show um, every day um, on AM five seventy LA Sports. So he loves that, but he does it downstairs underneath the stairs. That's where I stuck him to do this show. And at any given moment, you just might hear him give this loud radio voice. He does that for three hours every day. Um, and so it's crazy. He's like the, the, the like that weird guy under the stairs that just goes in and does his podcast. He's Harry Potter. Harry he's, Potter on the radio. That's it. That's it. So he's doing good. And Dolores is doing great. She's in the in the desert in Palm Springs. And uh, she's very active on social media. She's 
loving that that's made for her um and she's you know 80 85 about to be 86 and just you know doing her thing still a spitfire yes in a big way i said to you before we went on the air i i really want for her to come and be on the show so i'm gonna be reaching out and asking for her to come on because we wanted that for a long time i don't and then the pandemic happened and i don't know what all uh, I don't even know where to start, but let's talk a little bit about RJ's because uh, yeah. I think that that's happened last time we talked. Tell our yeah. viewers what RJ's place is and, and what you have going on there. Well, it was my dream. I think when we talked last, I was like, oh, I have a dream. I want to build out RJ's place. And so it's a, it has a lot of different functions, but mainly it's sort of like a compassionate care center for families impacted by autism and Parkinson's disease, which might dad and my brother have, my dad have, my brother has. Um, and so it is a family center. It's a um, community center. We, there's, there are all kinds of different services there, job training. Um, uh, we have support, support groups and caregiver support. Uh, and we, we do a lot of things there, job fairs. And so we really were getting going and had a lot of momentum and then came COVID and then we had to shut everything down. So now we're sort of reopening and relaunching it, which is going very well. And we're going to do our big annual gala again, which we didn't do for two years. So that's coming back June 18th. And we're going to do it at RJ's place, which is going to be great because normally we go to some friend's house and I beg them to use it. But now we're going to be on site. So people that are actually at the gala can see what they're raising funds for, because it's our goal to open a couple more RJ's places in 2023 and 2024. So just, it's really, really exciting. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time and we're finally there. I love that. So that's design care, what you're talking about, the yes. big event. Yes. And can everybody go to that or is that an invitation thing? Everybody can go. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the tickets are not cheap, right? They're I mean, supposed to be expensive. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. And you're going to be there with, with people to hobnob with. Yeah. That, hey. There's a lot, a lot of cool shoulder and elbow rubbing and, we have a great fashion show with an awesome designer named Sergio Hudson, who's very, very, his brand is blowing up. Um, he was probably most famous for dressing Michelle Obama at the inauguration for Biden. She came out in that swanky uh, maxi coat and that belt and the hair. And kind of she was giving uh, you amazing, classy first lady. And so yeah. this uh, designer friend of mine designed that outfit. And then, of course it went viral. And so now he's, he's, he's amazing. So he's going to do our show. His name is Sergio Hudson and the awesome, um, um, R and B singer, Stephanie Mills is going to perform. And she's, she's a legend and icon and has a special needs son who is so amazing. So we just kind of speak, speak each other's language. Um, and yeah, and it's going to be really, really cool. I'm really excited about it. That's amazing. I also saw on, on the Holly Rod, uh, page, these amazing, uh, are they candles? The Solomonary, yes. tell me yes, about those. Yes, Solomonary candles. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I'm trying to get everyone to grab those. They're doing a great um, um, Holly Rod campaign with us for Autism Awareness Month. And just really throughout the year, they've kept it open. These candles are so delicious and they smell so amazing. And they created a special candle for us, but they also have other candles. So definitely check that out. Go to the website and 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 grab one of those candles and send me a picture and tag, tag me and I'll repost re it. Cause I would love to get that out there. And it's, uh, it's not RJ in the pictures, is it? I know he did some no. modeling, but it's not him. Okay. 
I, I didn't think her, so. I think that's her <laughs> son who creates it. And um, yes, nice, young, handsome man. Yes. Um, but just an absolutely great uh, brand of candles. And they have such a heart and they, you know, they give back. So definitely grab your Saluminary candle. I loved it. I, I, they look gorgeous. And the, the flavors that you had too looked absolutely yummy. So uh, truly wonderful. Okay. Can we switch gears a little bit and talk about Hallmark? Of course. Uh, Holly. <laughs> I don't like I I am really one of those crazy people who I I watched literally all. I'm not kidding. All of the Hallmark Christmas movies. All. Shannon, you listen. You're you're a super fan. You're a Hallmarky. You're officially a Hallmarky. Yes. But so is my aunt Barbara in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, she I, and I will have to talk. Aunt Barbara, Aunt Barbara knows all my characters' names from all the movies. And she's like, well, you know, when you were Mayor Michelle and when you were Billy and when you were, she runs down all the, but she was before I even got on the network. So when I got that gig, I mean, Aunt Barbara was oh. like, oh my God, this is exactly what I wanted from you. Like, she's so excited. So she's super proud. It's, it's been really cool because, you know, I've, I've been doing in this business for a long time and had the blessings to, you know, work and do all these great shows. But, you know, the Hallmark fandom is different. Like they, it, it's a different group and they're so passionate, really, really understand the development process of what happens with these movies. And I'm really just proud to say that I just recently signed a, uh, an exclusive deal with them. I always was doing stuff with them for the last seven years, but this was a really cool commitment to, to say, you know what, we're in your corner. And not only do you are we supporting you with your Christmas programming and the other shows that you're going to do, but we also support Hollyrod Foundation, which is like it's one thing for someone to give you a job and it's great, but when they say they believe in your philanthropic mission, that's like extra special. I mean, they have been there for us. I mean, they had Meet the Pete's on, which really centered around RJ and us rallying around our young man with autism, and they pushed forward all of the things that were important to us as a family. And our family brand, our autism, you know, endeavors and, and programs and initiatives and advocacy. And so I was really excited about this deal, which we which just was announced last week. So the the day my son went to Japan. So I was like playing, <laughs> sobbing, and then answering all these great texts and emails saying congratulations. So it's a very cool thing. We have some we're we're just in the early pitches of our new Christmas movie, which is gonna be awesome. I have now sort of built the reputation up, as you know, because you've seen these movies of in my movies, I like to do a little twist, right? There's a little emotional twist oh, and that, and you're talking about, there's a scene in Christmas doctor that, you know, that is like the, 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 the big twist, the big plot twist in the movie. I could not shoot that scene, Shannon, because I was ugly crying to a point where they were like, okay, that's not cute. Like you, you, and, and I'm like, Viola Davis can do it with the snot. Why can't I have snot? And they're like, no, no, we're not doing snot. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I couldn't even read the lines oh. without my just, just my eyeballs just sweating. Um, that's how oh. I love that show. And that's how uh, that particular movie and that script. I loved it so much. So now we've sort of set up a... Um, kind of a trend with the kind of movie there's an that expectation that there's going to be something extra in your films that's true yeah. we expect that there is going to be something where we're going to learn and grow it's such a compliment to you and and your sensibility and what you bring to hallmark 
because I, Christmas Doctor laid me out, laid me out. Then you come back last year with our Christmas journey, which yeah. was originally our Christmas bond. I, I, I got to know why it changed, but, but first it, let's talk about what the, what the interesting extra was in this film. Cause you should be very proud. Well, our Christmas journey was, you know, the first time you got to see um, a young person with, you know, that, that is on the autism spectrum, that is um, an actor who actually got to play and advocate for himself. So it was representation, basically. And we don't get to see that. You know, we, we, we've, I love some of the movies and shows that are on about autism. And I like, I think in the unscripted space, we're getting service there. But in the scripted area, it's always an actor playing a character. And I think we're done with that. I think yep. there are actors out there with a little bit of support, yep. a good director that you that can more than handle the concept of being, you know, the lead in a movie. Yep. Uh, not just some little, you know, couple lines here and a couple lines there. So uh, we went to Hallmark, we pitched our Christmas journey, and it was called the Christmas uh Christmas bond, the family Christmas bond, or it was called that. And then the, the thing with these titles is that sometimes you just can't clear them. Yeah. You know, it's a whole clearance thing. And I did like that, that title. Um, but our Christmas journey really refers to the journey of driving up to this facility and, and checking it out and having the family there. And, and I wanted in this script, not only to have the representation of having the young actor, Nick Sanchez, who was amazing. So good. Um, but I also wanted to, you know, really explore uh, how autism impacts the entire family. We wanted to talk about his sister and what that's like and then um, how it impacts the marriage. And, you know, everybody is sort of represented. Uh, I love the character played my mom. And she, she was just so great, so kept it real. And she was just like sort of the heartbeat of the movie. But it was a little bit of a sell to Hallmark Channel to say, okay, we need to do a movie about autism around Christmas time. Uh, and and uh, we got a great writer and we got all of the things that we had needed. Um, um, my executive producer, showrunner, partner, um, Orly Adelson has a nephew who was actually at the center that the center that we talked about was, was based on. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need to know more about that because people have said, why doesn't that place exist? Oh, it does. So if it does, you need, yes. you're going to need to hook us up. the Center for Discovery it's in upstate New York. Okay. It's just a phenomenal place. They harvest organic food. They, they, you know, they do independent living. They just, they do musicals. They, they just, it's just such a great place for these young people to be. Um, and, uh, and is there an inn down the street where the parents can stay and, and, yeah. uh, okay, well, all right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know this was for real. Cause we were all like, Oh, that place needs to exist. Okay. Oh my um, gosh. The inn is so amazing. And that, and I remember when we walked in on the set and I said, no way this, like, it's this charming and amazing. And, and when I talked to Orly's uh, brother-in-law, whose son is there, he told me, no, Holly, like the inn down the street, like all of us are dying to come visit all the time because they wanted to make it a special place so that when, they encourage the parents to come and be there and spend as much time there as they want. Now, my uh, executive producer's brother took a job there, much like the father in our Christmas journey. Spoiler alert. Real story. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but never it's, but it's been out for a while. 
But anyway, if you didn't see it, you should have seen it already, but That's you'll right. love it. You want to see it again. But that was a great, another little cool twist, right? Because it actually happened. So it's not like he made it up. This young man, this, this man wanted to be with his son and spend time with his son. So he's like, y'all need a marketing director? And he now works there and he sees him every day. You're going to make me cry. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, okay, so several things I want to talk about in the movie because it all sounds amazing and, and groundbreaking already, but you're leaving out some of the headlines that not only were you having authentic representation, which is so pivotal and now, I mean, different, there were a couple of different places where they were doing it, but I almost feel like when Hallmark said, look, we're going to do this, it was like the last straw that says you can't get away with anything less than this from now on. So yeah. I love that. But the fact that you made a decision, somebody made the decision to have the the character be non-vocal. And we don't get to see that ever. So thank you. I, I wondered if that was I did that. We had a very, very spirited debate. I'll bet. About whether or not he would have, be able to speak or be able to express himself verbally. The actor can. He's, yes. he's highly verbal. Um, but what I wanted him to do, because he's played a highly verbal, you know, character before, I wanted him to stretch. And he's such a talented actor. And since he can express himself verbally, we felt it was more interesting to represent the community of the subsection of autism community that really doesn't have the verbal skills and communicates in different ways through iPads or through different ways. And so that was something that we didn't know if we could pull off. But um, Nick is so talented, and the way he he said it really challenged him and stretched him to be able to emote without speaking. Um, yeah. He well, did he have, did a great job. He did. He had some off. couple moments on set where he had some sensory overload, some kind of mild meltdowns, and I just felt that was so awesome because the director came to me and he said, "What should we do?" I said let him go chill. And I had them make a really cool kind of sensory room in his trailer. So he had stuff, you know, so I just really wanted to show people the possibilities of if you give young people like this or anybody who's on the spectrum, who's dealing with autism, the opportunity to work, you have to give them support too. And if you're willing to do that, the possibilities are endless. But I love that, Holly, because if you really think about it, I'm sure that you've been on set before when someone who wasn't on the spectrum was having a moment and needed a moment to go to their trailer to, you know, decompress or whatever. And so I, I love that you're setting the example that we, we do this for other people. Why wouldn't we do it for actors and artists on the spectrum? Um, amazing. So, and I heard from so many people afterwards who said, oh my goodness, they didn't just do autism. They did something that no one does, which shows people who are non-vocal and who are more impacted, um, which I, I just applaud you so much for having the bravery to do and to do right. Um, but the other thing that was, there were two other things that you said you wanted to show the whole family and you really, really did. I think that the scenes where you dealt with motherhood, there were, uh, see, I'm gonna get emotional. But I, because right now, a lot of the moms that I went on our journey through, a lot of us were in different places, right? And I'm very lucky that my son is uh, going to college. And, 
and, and choosing to do it locally. So he's home, you know, mm-hmm. for yeah. now, for now, but he'll live on his own eventually. But I have other friends that that is not their story. Right. And, and they are at the point where it is the best thing for their child and for them, for their child to move on and go live someplace else. And it is hard. And no one has been telling that story, Holly. And I thought you told that story about how do I let go now? My whole life has been taking care of him. And you want me to step back now? Ooh, I, I was a mess watching it. And everybody I know, they were, we, everybody was like, oh my goodness, Holly took us there. Brave. Yeah, had to. I mean, that, and that was, you know, uh, I felt every second of it because I even, you know, I even feel that way with RJ even now. I mean, you know, things, you know, he's, had so many cool things happen in his life and he's working and all of that. But I mean, <laughs> just even when, you know, he's at spring training and, you know, I just get, you know, I fortunately have such support for him. People will send me videos and FaceTime and go, Oh, you know, he kind of needs to connect with you, but that is awesome. But I think this character, you know, she, she just, she, her whole world was this guy, this kid. Right. And she just could not even fathom someone else teaching him, communicating with him. Nobody else knows what he likes, what he likes to eat, what he could do, all of that. So I just really wanted to embody um, that character because I know that she is very representative of so many of us moms who have like just jumped in and are just all over this journey. Um, And so, um, so that was, that was fun to do. And the other thing I really wanted to do was I wanted character of um, his father to be really integral in this too, because a lot of times the dads kind of, you know, get portrayed as, you know, being disinterested or not involved. And um, based on the character of uh, our producer's brother-in-law, you know, we know this is the truth that dads have to process this in a different way sometimes. Um, so I love that part of it as well. Um, so it's just multifaceted, many different layers. Now it's funny. I'm going to just be honest. Like one of the criticisms that I got, cause I was listening to was that I, that I didn't have enough of Marcus. I didn't have enough of the Nick Stanford's character that he could have been in more. And that instead of talking about him, let's see, let's see him more. There was a scene where the other young lady who was on the spectrum as well, Oh, she was so good. Calming him. She's an amazing lady, young lady, just really sweet. And she was calming him down because he was, you know, having fear of going out on stage. And, you know, Lena has to sit back and watch that. Oh my God, she's not needed. Oh no, someone else can do her job. Um, uh, And so we, if I probably had to go back, I probably would have got another scene or two of showing the, you know, him at school and just evolving and experiencing things. So, but I was so hell bent on giving each person in the family some light that yeah. I think that, that, that I might've pulled a little bit of shine off of them. But in the end, I, I was really pleased. Well, it's, you, it's not a, a mini series. You can only tell so much and you covered so much ground. I mean, there were scenes between your character and, and your mom about, you know, her saying, you've got to let go. One of the things that killed me was, that you stood there and said, your character said, you know, because the mom was saying he's made so much progress. So now let go. 
And you said, do you understand why he made the so much progress? Because I was there and I pushed and I did this. I did that. Because I think a lot of times people don't understand that on that journey, yes. it's been hard and somebody carried some heavy stuff in order to, and it's just hard to let go once you get there. I, but then, of course, there was the whole stuff with the sibling. I loved the whole relationship between the two siblings that meet at the end. I thought that was so healing for siblings. Yes. Yes. But then that scene when she finally gets honest with her mom, your character, and says, I feel secondary sometime. Holly. Favorite scenes in the movie. I just. Lay us out. Oh, my God. I, I First of all, that young lady, that was her first speaking role. Oh, stop. I, She's I, was, talented. I couldn't believe how good she was. Yeah. Um, and she just, she was so powerful. She was so strong in those scenes and that was key. And you know, when Ryan, my daughter saw it, she was like, yeah, good. I'm glad you represented for yeah. me because you know, it was, it was difficult. I'm like, yes, honey, I know. I know. I, I, I heard all the stories. I was there and I mm -hmm. want a siblings to be seen. And yeah. when, there were a couple of lines she had, which is like, you know, I'm, I think she was talking to that the young man that she kind of bonded with and she said something like you know i'm not you know important like i'm not the important one i'm not number one in my mom's life yeah and so i felt all of that and i just think every character all of the characters in every scene carry the burden of each of the other characters right so everyone got that and fell in line and it just casting was so good and you know, they, they kind of know, well, it's kind of your, your story, Holly, but it's also Nick's story and it's yeah. also Orly's story. And so they felt the weight of all that and they were all in on it. Well, it's remarkable. It's remarkable that you got that done at, at Hallmark. And I, and I know that you were the one that was, was pushing for all of that. So now, of course, like it's never enough, right? Now everybody wants to know what's next. And now yeah. that you have this new deal, it, do you think that there's going to be another movie that will involve characters on the spectrum? Do you think that Hallmark might make more movies about that topic without you? What do you think? What's next? They're not making that movie without any movies without me on that topic. <laughs> I love not it. I can help it. Now, All right. Okay. Uh, so here's what I'll say. Um, we don't have a specific pitch yet. Our pitch for the Christmas pitch um, that we're waiting to get, you know, see how that gets free, if that gets free. It. Um, we feel really good about it. That is a, a different subject matter altogether with another with another good old Hallmark Holly twist in there, a plot okay. twist. Um uh but I have ideas and I don't need to be in them. Now I'm gonna be doing some executive producing for them too, so I don't need to be in them. I I really envision a love story, right? I mean, like that's I I, I really love seeing um, you know, love in our community. And so I think that we have no, we don't see that enough again in the scripted category, a non-scripted category, but in scripted, you know, you really don't see too much of that. Yeah. Um, so I'm constantly looking for more actors. Um, Nick has introduced me to a whole group of young actors who are out there. So we need to, you know, make that pool wider so that we keep getting more and more diversity and inclusion in these products projects. So I definitely feel like we have more to come down the line. That's very exciting. And I'm just now that they saw Shannon, now that they saw that this movie was successful, because you know, yes. 
it's all about success, you know, and are people going to relate to it? And now that they saw that you can do the subject matter, but you can still marry it with the Christmas brand yeah. uh, or any of the brands around the year, yeah. um, any of the seasons, then, you know, you can still make great content and still um, have representation as well. Well, I've got some stuff for you that I'm going to send over to your assistant. Um, no, might please. be of interest, but I also know uh, a young actor who's on the spectrum, who's been doing very well, who's been getting a lot of work, who's a big fan of yours, and I'd like to connect you with him. Please, please um, do. He's, he's been getting a lot of work, and he is a big fan of yours, so that would be truly awesome. So I will connect those dots. Um, so... Uh, and now, I, you know, like, after all this good that we've talked about, I'm going to pivot to the, like, the hafta mm-hmm. um, and then we'll have to come around back to something good again. But we were really touched here because, you know, we claim you, as does everybody, we claim you as one of ours. Um, and when there was an incident that happened in Canada. While I was shooting our Christmas journey. And we grieved because... We were horrified and offended and um, and worried for your family and just appalled. Is that uh, like even, that doesn't even be, that's not a drop in the ocean compared to what we were feeling. But tell, we, we talked about it on the show, actually, exactly. but we did, we did, we were appalled. Uh, and so we talked about it on the show, but tell, for people who missed that episode, tell them what happened and then give us an update on, on how this is... Uh, I, I, I want some resolution for you on this, but tell us what happened. So, uh, the, and the reason why this was, was uh, about seven, eight months ago, but the reason why I still talk about this, because you did ask me if I wanted to talk about it. And the reason why I still talk about it is because I did not get a satisfactory, any kind of resolution that I felt really comfortable with from Air Canada. Um, and I don't want this to happen to anybody else. And um, uh, I, I just, until I sort of hear from them that they can really acknowledge that they really dropped the ball. Um, I, I just feel like I still need to keep talking about it. So, um, what happened was I was working on our Christmas journey. Um, the, my two youngest boys came up to visit. They came up to visit, um, for like a few days, like four or five days. And they took off to go to the airport. Um, and when they got to the airport, I, purchased a ticket for them on my credit card. And when they got to the airport, um, they said they needed to produce the card that bought the ticket. Now I've been paying for them with my credit card to fly everywhere for ever, especially since they've been flying, you know, alone. It was my night. It was my, it was 18 and 18 year old and 16 year old. And so, um, yeah. They were saying, show the credit card. And if you don't show the credit card, you can't get on a plane. So I'm on set, right? Because if I, and I'm on set way outside Vancouver, not near the airport, because had I been anywhere near the airport, I would have gotten that car and mommy hauled my mommy butt over there. But I was on set, bad signals, so was really struggling. I had to stop production and go to talk to them. Um, I get on the phone with them and I'm telling the guy, okay, here's the card number. I'm the mom. And he was like, nope, they have to have the car here. I said, so you're not going to let them on the plane? Nope. And so I was shocked by all of it. My sons were embarrassed and mortified. And and not only that, but, you know, there's a big sign at Air Canada that says, if we're not going to put you on the plane or if you get bumped or whatever, 
we are responsible to put you up, make sure you get accommodations and rebook you. They did none of those. And so that my kids, the guy walked away from them. They're walking around the Vancouver airport. Aaron, just no, no, nowhere to go. No, you know, hotel, nothing. So uh, I get the next break from shooting. I get on the phone. I book them a ticket, rebook them a ticket. I put them in the air, in the hotel. Um, but when I reach out to call uh, Air Canada, they, they were very, you know, very glib about it. And they, and then one person said, well, of course they were flagged. They, they didn't have a credit card. It was a one-way ticket and they were two black boys. Oh my goodness. Two young boys, two young black boys with the, you know, and they said that, I mean, they said these uh. words like, wait, what? So that, that was what we were dealing with. And I was like, wait a second, this is all so crazy. So long story short was I finally did talk to her to a customer relations person. And she was like, well, we can reimburse you for the hotel and we can do this and we can do that. I said, how about an apology? How about it? You did not follow policy because there's a big sign right there at the, the desk that says, this is what you're supposed to take care of. And you didn't. So I'm still working and wrapping out the last few days of the show. And the last like four or five days of a Hallmark movie, just FYI, are brutal. Because you got to get everything in. And we were dealing with the elements. We were way outside of Vancouver. Um, so I was so distracted. Um, so it was, it was tough. But anyway, they, didn't, they did not really resolve it. They never paid for, for the hotel. They said they were going to reimburse. They never really reimbursed. I sent email after email to everyone in the C-suites up to all the way down. Nothing. I, this, they just kept sending me like real lower level, like, like customer service persons. So I was frustrated because I felt like it was discrimination. I felt like the, the man at the desk was rude. I could hear the way he was talking to my kids. And, you know, that shouldn't happen. And one of them was a minor. So you just basically just left them flailing around in the airport. Um, and thank God I was able to, you know, get them in a hotel. So I, there's still no closure. And I just don't think that's cool. You know, I just don't think that's cool to do to anybody's child. And, you know, I just sit and wonder, I'm just, thank God RJ wasn't there. Exactly. That was what I said on the show was, can you, like, it's so unacceptable on every single level. And I think anybody who is a parent of any child to yeah. think that Air Canada would act that like without oh. compassion and completely without care for the fact that here are two people in a foreign city. And, you know, if you're adhering to your rules, but is that honestly what the rules are? That if it, that if you are young and flying w- while black, you get a different set of rules? Because that doesn't sound like discrimination. That is. That is straight up discrimination. And they, they then when when I talk to the community, uh, the the what was, what am I when I talked to the customer service lady yeah. she um said something to the kind of tried to walk that back a little bit and then she said well you know it's our policy when it's it's it, the ticket was bought the same day or the day before and that's a big flag and I said well okay so but if I'm on the phone and I actually have the card number that could have been verified them kids could have been on that plane and gone yeah, you're allowed to ask questions. Yeah, you did not make a best, you did not make any kind of good faith effort no. to resolve it. There was no resolution. So that was, really, that, that was really frustrating for me and frustrating for my kids. And they're still impacted to this day. Like 
my job Robert's off to go to Japan. He's like, are they gonna let me on? And do I need a credit card? I'm like, uh, well, I was at the date with them, but you know, yeah. I'm like, don't worry, mom is here. But I'm like, that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen at all. So it should not happen at all. Hopefully they'll respond at some point. I, I don't know. Um, but I'm headed back up there in a couple of weeks. And wow. every time I go in, I walk past the Air Canada counter just trying to, you know, go I ahead. hope you're flying other airlines now. Funny, they, uh, they, they, you know, the production was like, oh, well, you know, those are the best routes. I was like, I don't care. I'm not flying Air Canada. No way. Well, I just want to say, put it out there to Air Canada. This is shameful. And it's not okay to just act like it didn't happen. And for all of us who are fans of Holly, fans of Hallmark, fans of all of the work that she has done to help so many people throughout the world and all of us who are mothers get it together come back with an apology and a plan for how this doesn't happen again because otherwise i don't see how any of us would support air canada in any positive way yeah you know you would think that that would be meaningful to them i mean i was following it when it was kind of hot on twitter it was trending for a minute and I was kind of following some of the compliment comments and people were saying, you know, people were mostly very, very supportive, which is awesome. Thank you to everybody who tweeted at them and all that. But they were saying that, you know, a lot of Canadians were saying that this is just Air Canada is sort of the only thing smoking so that they don't really, that customer service is like not high on their list. So they didn't care. And, and listen, it wasn't about me being famous or me being, you know, a celebrity or whatever. It was just really about common courtesy and following your own rules. But here's the thing, Holly, if they're going to treat you that way, how are they going to treat the rest of us? I mean, and, and honestly, if RJ had been there, I think that's the thing. Like I was concerned about the fact that what must it have felt like for your son? But can yes. you imagine what it would have been like? If, because at some point, RJ is going to fly somewhere with someone else. And if this had happened, yeah. it's such a feeling of a loss of control um, yeah. to feel that that's how they could potentially treat our children. It's inappropriate. You want to put, put your kids out into the world because, and you want them to feel protected. You want to feel like there's a community out there that's going to look out for them. And you don't want them to be looked at and judged at or, feel, or looked at it like a threat or any of that stuff. You just want them to feel, you know, to walk in, they, they had the ticket, ticket was paid for, just, just treat them with, you know, humanity and just follow your policy and you'll be fine. Exactly. If you've got rules, you've got rules and you can ask questions, but when your rules are, oh, and if you're young and black, those are not rules. That is right. Flat out racism and race. That is. Uh, and it is. Yeah. I'm like, if you, you talk to me, Shannon, like that week, I was like up here right oh. now. I'm, I'm still up here, but I'm just, you know, I'm yeah. zoomed out a little bit on it. Um, well, your kids I, are okay I, now. They're going to be, they're, okay. they're going to be they're, affected they're, by it, but they're okay now, but it's still not okay. I just want you to know, we didn't think it was okay. Then we don't think it's okay. Uh, okay. All right. So uh, we got to get on to happier things here because we've only got a couple more minutes uh, before the end of the show here. So, I, I Holly, where when are we going to see what your new 
next Hallmark movie is? Where do we go to follow all the Holly? You're on Twitter. Where? Where yeah, I'm everywhere. Go to know at it? Holly R P E T E. Um, at I'm on Twitter, Instagram, um, Facebook. I'm I'm all over the place in social media. So you can always find me, and I I do pay attention to my DMs, and that's probably where I spend most of my time talking to parents, autism parents. Um, I love having those conversations, even if they're strangers, because I didn't have a lot of resources when, when we got our diagnosis and didn't have a lot of people to talk to. So if you, and I, and I mean this, like, if you want to ask me a question or you have, you know, something you want to run by me, just feel free to DM me because I really do try to check those on a regular. Um, as far as the Hallmark movie is concerned, we'll know probably this week what the new movie will be. We won't be able to talk about it too much, but it's going to be another cool movie with a very emotional twist. Which I'm looking forward to. And it definitely has some different elements. It's one of them. It's got some different vibes in it that I, than I've done before in, in a, in a movie. And this actually, this one's not a Christmas movie. This is a um, sort of a road trip movie, if you will. So that's kind of fun. Um, and then the Christmas movie, I will get greenlit soon. And, and I'll hopefully be able to talk about that one soon. Um, so a couple of good movies coming up. And then I'm just really excited to be able to call like Hallmark my official home, which is really I love cool. it. Yeah, I love it. We're so excited to see all the things you do. We love you and love that you are out there being a beacon for everyone, showing them what's going on and all the positive things. Please, uh, I'm going to reach out to you to connect me to your mom so that we can get yes, her on. I'm sure. thinking Mother's Day. We have to have your mother on for yeah, Mother's for Day. Sure. And also, listen, I'm going to be back to talk to you about Charlie Makes a Splash. <gasps> Please, we didn't talk about that. I know it was supposed to come out in Autism Awareness Month, April, but supply chain messed it all up. Oh, dear. Um, and so it will be out deep, deeper into the summer, probably okay. August. But it is now available for presale. Okay. So Amazon? For Amazon, yep, all, all across the platforms. Charlie makes a splash. But I want to come back on with you. I have the F and G. I'll send you the F and G so you can see. That's the little the sample book. It's so sweet, Shannon. You're oh, gonna love it. It's I all about Charlie's adventures with water. And then in the back matter of the book, we talk a lot about water safety and, and a lot of the things that our kids need to know. So I'm so excited about this. My brother Charlie was 12 years ago. So it's really cool to be coming back with Charlie makes a splash. So I'll be back on. Okay. About that with you. It's a deal. I'm going to hold you to that. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time. And like I said, hug everybody for us. Okay. Everybody we're going to be back live tomorrow. So make sure you join us. We've got big, big shows like having Holly Robinson done. Uh, So we'll be back tomorrow until then give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Bye-bye for now.